<laughs> I never know when I hit record how an episode is going to go. Like, I... I truly, I never know. I have like an outline for every episode, but actually recording, we're all in the same boat. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. <sighs> welcome back. Welcome back to 21st Century. I'm Sarah. For those that are new here, welcome. For those that are returners, hi. Thank you. Go follow me on Instagram. The main is Sarah Myers, S-A-R-A-H. M-Y-E-R-Z. The podcast is 21ST underscore century. S-I-N-T-U-R-Y. How are we? How are we sinners? How is life? We're starting to get back into springtime. The weather is getting warmer, or at least I don't know where everyone is, but for me, the warmer's the warmer. The weather is getting warmer. We're almost on our time change, daylight savings. I don't are we going off? On? I don't know. Either way, the seasonal depression season is, is starting to come to an end. If y'all hear like banging or thudding or anything loud in the background of this, the guys next door working on the house, they're there today. So if y'all hear any noises like that, they're just working on the house next door. Boy, do I have an intro for you guys. <laughs> um, well, well, pause. Hang on. I want to start off by saying last episode, Rachel's story, it was a very hard, heavy episode to get through. And if y'all listen to that, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know a lot of you guys shared it for us. It, you know, it's a really incredible thing to be able to have this show in this space where I can share other people's truth like that and, you know, raise awareness and, and, you know, all the things. So thank you for listening. If you haven't listened, go take a peek. Sexual assault trigger warning, but go, uh, go take a listen. Moving on. Let's, let's get into the intro. <laughs> Guys, I'm 23 years old. In my 23 years of life, I have had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten jobs. Let's think. I lifeguarded for three different companies, so there's three. I worked at Highway 55. I worked at a Play-Doh's Closet. I worked at a local sports bar a local Italian restaurant, my first bar, an Irish pub, a brewery, and here. Oh, 11. I've had 11 jobs. I have never been fired from any job. Well, arguably, you could say that from Piper's Tavern, what I talked about last episode that I got fired, but some bullshit went down between Cynthia and me over like needing a specific day off. It was this whole thing. And I was like, you know what? I think it's best that I go ahead and, you know, put in my two weeks. So I quit, put in my two weeks, and she texted back saying, you know what? Don't worry about your two weeks. You're fired. So unless you guys count that, and I was like, LOL, okay. I mean, I did just quit anyways. Um, so unless you count that, I've never been fired before. Until today. <laughs> I, I got fired. I got fired from my job here in Nashville. Thank 
God, I have a new job lined up that I am starting next week that I am so excited for. I'm, I'm literally so excited. So, you know, thank God I had that lined up and I'm not out here like scrambling this week. So, you know, it, it's thankfully the dominoes and chips fell in a relatively good place, but I got fired. And you guys are probably asking, but Sarah, like, what did, like, what did you do? Like, what did you do to get fired? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. So this morning, good old March 8th, 2022, 11 a.m. Shock it up to like 11.05-ish. I roll into work. I'm sitting in, you know, one of the back closets and I'm eating my Chick-fil-A. I stopped and I got some chicky for some brekkie. So at this job and, you know, most restaurants, honestly, it's not exclusive to this ordering food on the clock and during your shift is typically a no-go um i have worked at places though where if the kitchen is like hella slow you know there's one to zero tickets in the window just ask a manager first you know most of the time they're going to be like yeah sure whatever not here which is fine i get it that's just how they do things well i'm a hungry bitch okay i'm i'm hungry and sometimes i forget to bring lunch So I have gotten in trouble twice for ordering food on the clock. The first one was like a meal when I first got there. And then the second one was like a croissant from the coffee bar that I thought was okay, but it wasn't. So, you know, you live and you learn. The point being, I brought in my own food today. Well, the manager that has said something to me both times about, you know, eating on the clock and ordering food came into where I was sitting and where I was eating. And goes, oh, Sarah, I'm so proud of you for bringing your own food today. I was like, thanks. And she got like bug-eyed and like stepped towards me, like trying to be funny. And I was like, you know what? It's my last week. I don't really get two shits, to be honest. <sighs> what I meant by that comment is I don't really fucking care if I'm sitting in the back room munching on some Chick-fil-A. I don't care if it's my last week or if it's not. Mind you, when I first got there, I I checked my sections. I had four tables today. So I went and checked, make sure, you know, that they were set up the way they needed to be, that they were swept, there wasn't anything grody. I went and looked at the iPad because the system that they use, you can see like when people make a reservation, it gets assigned to a specific table. So you can see by the table what reservation times they have, if they have any for that table or a really big reservation restaurant. So I looked at the iPad to see, you know, what time I had some reservations coming in, but we do walk-ins as well. So just because I had reservations at my tables at 12:15, it didn't necessarily mean that I wouldn't get sat before then. But the point that I'm making is before I started eating, I checked all my shit. I, you know, I made sure that I had time like 10 minutes to just sit and eat when I first got there. Now, I'm sure some of you might be like, okay, well, like you literally could have just eaten before your shift. You're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But you know what? It happens. Okay. It happens. Leave me be. Case in point, I did everything that I needed to do to make sure that I actually was able to sit down because if I had tables and shit or if I had people coming in, I'm going to let my food get cold. Fuck it. Whatever. That shit comes first. I'm on the clock. I get it. Well, that's what I meant when I said, I don't give two shits. It's my last week. Mind you, when I also walked in, I had the Chick-fil-A bag inside my purse because, you know, walking into a restaurant with outside food is kind of an awkward look as it is to guests. It's like, 
uh, why are you in here with Chick-fil-A? Like, so I knew that. So I had my personal own seat. Well, the manager said that my comment made her uncomfortable. And at this particular job, we have HR. I have never worked somewhere with HR, <laughs> literally ever. It's very new to me. She goes to HR who is in the restaurant, two people with my, with my comment and how she had an issue with it. Didn't say shit to me when I made the comment. She just like walked out and went and got HR apparently. So then HR comes and grabs me. Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And I'm like, I swear to fucking God, if this is about, we're going to refer to the manager as Susie. I'm like, I swear to God, this is about Susie. But I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go with them, follow them, blah, 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 whatever. We sit down and they're like, so Susie came to us with a comment. I was like, oh my God, I knew that that's what this is going to be. Here's the comment I made. I was literally being sarcastic and joking around. I wasn't even talking about my work ethic. I was talking about having Chick-fil-A. And if that's the demeanor that I'm going to have in a very simple conversation, then we should just part ways is what I was told. And I was like, you're, you're joking, right? Like that's ridiculous. And I told him, I was like, my thing is if someone has an issue or like a comment, question, concern, whatever, they can bring it to me directly. And I understand, you know, that might not be how y'all do things here. And I totally understand and respect it, but I'm just confused as to why Susie isn't even present for this little meeting. If she's the one with the issue, why does she get to go behind my back? Not say a word to me, nothing to me, a grown ass woman gets to go behind my back to HR. And then I'm having to get sat down with it. Yeah, I'm going to have a hostile defensive attitude because that shit pisses me off. I wasn't even in the building for 30 fucking minutes, guys. I was not even there for 30 minutes. And I'm meeting with HR over a sarcastic fucking comment about my food. And they were saying, we know it's your last week. And, and honestly, it's, it's really showing. I literally, I worked yesterday and I wasn't even there for 30 minutes today. So I don't really know where they could have gauged that from. And I literally, I literally was on the phone with my mom yesterday. And I told her, I was like, I know this is my last week, but I'm still going to, you know, show up. I'm going to show out. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to give my best effort because, you know, I want to leave on a good note. And, I, you know, I don't, I was so, I was so mindful. I literally, before I went into work yesterday, already had it in my mind that for this week, I was, you know, just going to be on top of my ship that I was going to give it, you know, like a really good effort. So I wasn't just kind of lazy and like one foot out the door kind of, you know, uh, work ethic. So that really pissed me off. And I was like, you know, what's really bothering me is that Susie literally almost every single shift tells me that she loves seeing how I interact with guests and like overhearing how I talk to him and like how good I am with guests and with people and whatnot. So for her to be going behind my back like this, it's honestly just really pissing me off. So if we could bring her in here, because if she's the one with the issue, I feel like she should be present. They're like, well, that's not how we do things here. And I was like, okay, well, that's how I want to do things. If someone's got an issue with me, why is it not being said to my, why is it not being said to me? And they were like, I think it's best we part ways. And I was like, I think that's such an overreaction over one comment. You guys want to talk about, you know, like inappropriate, uncomfortable comments. I literally was just in the bowling closet and another coworker was in there. Mind you, I did not tell them this. And I told them that I'm not saying any of this to cover my ass and like throw my coworkers under the bus. I was just proving a fucking point. I was like, I was literally just here overhearing a coworker saying I haven't had anything sexual in three weeks. Like I need to get my dick sucked. My record for nothing, like a dry spot is a month and I can't beat that. And he was talking about his roster. Like girl number one's got to be really good at sucking dick. Girl number two's got to be really good at fucking. And girl number three is like someone that's like really cool to hang out with and you fuck occasionally and was like going on. And I've literally heard coworkers like talk shit about management and whatnot. And I, and I brought that up and I was like, so you're telling me that I'm now being fired because of a sarcastic fucking comment, but all that shit just gets to slide by. And he was like, that's not what this conversation is about. And I was like, no, I get that. And like, I'm not trying to deflect and like, whatever, but I'm just saying that that's 
honestly bullshit that I'm getting fired, but all that shit just gets to slide. So I was pissed. And at a certain point, I was like, you know what? Beating a dead horse with a stick, cut my losses. I'm going the fuck home. I get walked out. I get escorted out. And I was like, are you are you shitting me right now? Are you shitting me right now? And when I was walking out, fucking Susie, the manager, didn't say a word to me. Didn't even look at in my direction. Do you know, it literally took everything in me to bite my tongue and be like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Like, you're a grown woman. You're a grown fucking woman. Go into HR saying that, you know... HR literally told me, they were like, well, it's our job to intervene when an employee makes a comment that makes another uncomfortable. And I was like, that made her uncomfortable? Really? Really? I'm not trying to be a bitch, but like, really, Susie? God damn. Well, anyways, I got fired. (laughs) Long story short. It only gets juicier from here. So when I got in my car, I posted on my private Snapchat story that I got fired and I didn't use any names. I did not name where I work. Even my best friends literally could not even tell you where I worked. You could be like, tell me where Sarah works or perish and they're, they're going to perish because they don't know. So with that being said, I posted about how I got fired, about the comment, um, about how I got walked out, how I thought I was bullshit, how I have never been fired before. Well, you know, okay, little, I feel like I need to preface this. Originally, I told this person that I'm going to talk about super fast that I was not going to waste my breath on her when she said, I can't wait to hear you talk about me on your podcast, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. So this person screen recorded my private Snapchat story and showed it to upper management. According to her, it had already been brought to their attention I don't necessarily believe that, but that is the story she stuck with, so we'll go with it. She screen recorded it, I messaged her, and I was like, LOL, really? And it was this whole thing. She said she was just doing her job, blah, blah, blah. I told her that, you know, upon seeing it was her that screen recorded, it seemed low-key fake. If management has any questions, they have my number, then call me. If something at XYZ job could be handled directly for once, it would be fantastic. She said she didn't appreciate being called fake. I reiterated, didn't say you were fake. I said your actions were low-key fake or, you know, seemed low-key fake. So blah, blah, blah. That's how this person fits into it. I get a call from management, the guy who said we should part ways. Told me to take the video down. I had some words from him. I expressed my feelings. You know that I still felt the situation was an overreaction. And, you know, I'm entitled to be able to post whatever I want on my social media He was concerned that my comments would reflect negatively on the business. I told him then maybe they should reevaluate how they conduct their business. Um, If that that was the case, I didn't use any names, no managers. No managers were named. The business wasn't named. I have like, (laughs) I had a burp that kept trying to come up. So, you know, it was just, it was a lot. It was, it was a, it was a rough fucking day. So me and this person I said I wasn't going to talk into, we, we got into it. Mind you, we've been friends since high school. So, you know, for a while, you know, I perceived this person to be a really good friend of mine and was a big reason why I moved to Nashville, honestly. Um, she stands by her actions of showing it to management and it is kept on record for legal purposes. I still feel like this is a massive extreme. I told her that it feels like she traded a friendship for her job. She stands by the argument that 
XYZ business pays her bills, is her livelihood, it's it's her job to protect it. I was like, at what cost though? You know, like I didn't even say anything that damning or detrimental to the business, but that's what she's sticking with. <laughs> I don't agree. She knows I don't agree. The friendship is over. The bridge is fucking burned. So therefore, I don't really care what I say next. She told me that she heard what I'd been saying about her and I was like, fill me in. What have I been saying? She heard that I have called her a cunt and all this stuff, which is not fucking true. I then corrected her and told her that every single employee at XYZ business had really nasty and negative things to say about her. I heard employees call her a cunt. I heard employees say that she was really bad at her job, that she snaked her way into the position she has now, like just really, really nasty things. And I told her that I never once engaged in the fucking conversations. And I told them every single time that, Hey, XYZ is my friend. If that's how you feel, take it up with her or with HR or management, but please don't speak about her that way. You know, when I'm around, because I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with someone talking about my friends like that. And you know what? Like if someone feels a type of way towards them, like that's fine. That's, you know, that's their feelings. I'm not going to tell them that they're wrong or, you know, whatever, or judge their feelings. I'm just going to ask them to not share them when I'm around because I'm a good fucking friend. And you know, you guys can make the argument. Well, why did you never tell your friend? And it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should have, but based upon her reaction, when I told her that people were saying these things and her response was, I don't really care what people have to say about me. They don't pay my bills. Um, I don't really think me telling her would have, would have done anything. And in my opinion, that's kind of really shitty management skills. Um, if you know, your staff is over here saying nasty things about you and you're not going to take that into consideration on your character or just how you conduct your you know, job that that's, that's not my business, whatever. Um, she made that very, very clear that she, that she did not care. She also made it very clear. She thinks that I am immature and that I go through life thinking my actions don't have consequences, which is really fucking sad considering the shit that she has seen me through and knows that I've been through. And for her to say that and think that that's true. And that's how, you know, I go through my day to day life. Um, literally couldn't be farther from the truth. <laughs> literally could not be further. I am very aware that my actions have consequences. I have painfully, painfully, painfully learned that lesson so many fucking times and taken that to heart. So she told me she didn't like the person that I'd become since moving to Nashville. Don't, don't know what she means by that because I, I pride myself on being a decent person. And then the thing is, is that when I'm petty or rude or disrespectful or a bitch, 9.8 times out of 10, it's intentional <laughs> or at the very least I'm aware of it. Like I am aware that I am not being a great person and I am vibrating very low. My frequencies are very fucking low in those moments, but not saying that makes it okay. Not, not saying that makes it okay for me to act like that just because I'm self-aware. Anyways, it's just, it's really funny to me that she had all this shit to say, and during the entire conversation, she was pretty fucking degrading, if I may say so myself. Called me sweetie more than once, you know, just had a, just had a tone of voice that, you know, really just kind of made me feel like I was being spoken to as if I was four years old. So, you know, fuck that noise. And it's just, it's really funny how she has this much to say and her britches are this big when... <laughs> the real tea is her best friend talks shit about her every fucking opportunity she gets 
but I'm the I'm the problem because I said that her actions seemed low key fake and like that's gonna end the friendship. When your best friend has plenty to fucking say about you as a person, you as a friend, you as a girlfriend, and has plenty to fucking say about your relationship. So, um, I don't really think that this person has the best judge of character. So, therefore, you know, once I talked with my therapist and my mom about it, I was like, you know what? I'm really not going to let her words stick too much because if she's going to say that about me... <laughs> When her best friend says all this shit about her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you guys are probably like, Sarah, don't throw other people under the bus, like, to save your ass, whatever. No, I'm not trying to save my ass. Like, the bridge is fucking burned. I don't care. I don't, I like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I really don't. So, if you're gonna keep people around that take every chance they get to talk shit about you, but then also turns around and prides themselves on how good of a friend they are... I think we have different definitions of good friend. Um, that's just me, though. Don't get me wrong. I understand that sometimes you just gotta talk shit about your friends. Like, I would be lying if Ashley, Rachel, Lauren, if at some point, especially Ashley, baby girl, I love you if you're listening. But <laughs> I would be lying if I said at one point or another during the course of our friendships that I have not talked shit about them to someone. Like, I will be the first to admit I have absolutely had their name in my mouth. I have definitely talked shit. I am not saying I have never done that about a friend. But it's just funny to me how this person will talk so much shit about them and then, like, turn around and post about how, like, they're soul sisters and, like, ride or dies and, like, besties for life. And, like, it's really inconsistent. So, yeah. But moving on. Um, I have taken some time to reflect on the firing itself. And, you know, I stated that it was my comment that got me fired. You know, I, I will own up and say that my demeanor when I first met with HR was, was very defensive. It was very, very defensive. You know, I definitely think that I could have handled the situation was a little more grace and tact. Um, I will take that upon myself and apply that to my life moving forward and, you know, in different situations I find myself in. So I definitely can't say that it was solely the comment that, that, you know, got me let go. Um... That's, that's on me. And if you guys know me, you know that I can be a little fired up, especially when I feel like my character is being called into question because, you know, I've really worked hard in therapy and just individually on bettering myself as a person. And I really pride myself on the work and progress that I've done and made. And so when my character is under attack, it's almost like triggering for me. So, you know, I think that this was an important lesson for me to be mindful going forward of, you know, not being so quick to the defense which I've always been bad about but you know that's my little tea time that is my <laughs> that is my tea time on on the matter and you guys might be listening and like okay so you're getting on them for talking shit but are you not talking shit right now yeah yeah uh low-key I guess yeah you could you could say that I can uh or that I am I guess the main difference is, is that I'm not talking shit about this person and then turning around posting about how they're, you know, my soul sister and my best friend and my ride or die and, you know, my other half, um, when in reality I've said some pretty unkind things about her character, like I said, how she is as a friend, her relationship, how she is as a girlfriend, talk shit about her boyfriend, um, 
yeah, I think that's, that's the main difference is that there's not like an inconsistency in my behaviors. I'm saying these things and the friendship is already over. The friendship is, you know, very much dead in my opinion. I don't want anything to do with her. I told her that I told her her true color showed and they were ugly and, but you know, she did wish me well going forward and whatever endeavors I find myself in. I, you know, I wished her the same, even though this ended on a bullshit fucking note, I'm, I'm not going to wish ill upon her. Um, I don't really wish ill upon people. That just seems like bad karma, bad juju on my end. So, you know, even though I'm really, really disappointed in her and her actions, um, she could, she's probably going to say the same thing about me. She's probably going to say that she's really disappointed in mine and, you know, that that's fine to each their own, but we did wish each other well. So I will say that I do, you know, whether it was sincere or not on her part, question for a higher power. I personally believe that it was, I do believe that it was genuine when she was saying those things. So, you know, at least we can say that it did end on somewhat of a respectful, respectful parting and, and wishing each other well. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> so I lost a friend, arguably potentially lost two, TBD, question for higher power, um, two months in Nashville and I got fired. I'm not going to lie. I did go home for a couple days. Um, I did fly back to Raleigh and, you know, I cried a lot. <laughs> I cried a lot. And I just, I kind of felt like a fuck up. Um, that was like the big, like resounding feeling that I, did I use that word right? Define resounding. Unmistakable, empathetic, loud enough to reverberate. Fill a place with sound, be loud enough to echo. You know, maybe that wasn't right. Maybe that was the wrong word. Um, recurring, main, whatever feeling, um, was that I just felt like a fuck up. Like I moved to a new city new place and within two months I lost a job and I lost two friends definitely one arguably two um so yeah that that fucking hurts it I really took some time to reflect on myself as a character and you know where I went wrong and the job situation and the friend situation and what I can work on on my character and you know in future situations I really did take the time to reflect on that um, because I'm not the kind of person that, you know, does shit and is like, whatever, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just going to keep living my life the way I am. I think that's, I think that's immature. Um, I think that's just really uncool. If, whether you agree with said person or not, if someone is bringing shit up to you about your character and how you carry yourself and you don't take at least some kind of time to reflect on if there's any weight or truth to their words or, you know, any kind of traits you have that may have given them that impression I just don't I just don't fuck with that that's that's not how I want to live my life um personally I think a lot of what this person said was a lot of projection it sounded like she was really projecting um I think she, yeah so I have a lot more shit that I could say <laughs> but I'm just gonna move the fuck on I know she's probably gonna listen to this or catch wind of this at some point I still stand by what I said I don't want anything to do with you but I do wish you well I don't wish ill upon you I hope this position that you're in, you really do well. I really hope shit goes well for you. Let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Um, let's talk about toxic friendships and toxic relationships of any kind. Uh, kind? Kind? Jesus. <laughs> Platonic, romantic, professional, you know, maybe in the workplace, whether, like, whatever job you have. Toxic relationships can't, familial, they can manifest in like any area of your life they're not limited to just relationship 
And I feel like a lot of the times that's when people think of toxic relationships, they think of, you know, like romantic toxicity, which is absolutely a thing, but you know, friendships, familial, workplace, so on and so forth. So I have decided to keep this episode specifically about fake and toxic friendships. Maybe I'll go into like toxic relationships and into their date, but for this episode, it's just going to be on friendships. Let's all get on the same page of qualities and traits of a fake friend. I am just going to rip through the list that I have written down. (sighs) They put you down and or make you feel bad about yourself, especially in front of others. Like if you're in a group setting and they're putting you down, you know, it's almost like they're making you the punchline and butt of a joke. That's, I don't know why anyone would do that other than to just be mean. Um, yeah, no. Good friends don't don't put you down and don't use you as, like, a joke to make them look funnier or better in any way, shape, or form. They're not there for you, but they expect you to be there for them. This goes into, like, a fair weather friend, and they, like, they're good, they're there for you when things are, you know, okay, but then they disappear when you actually, when you need them. Like, when shit's hitting the fan, or, you know, you got some things going on, you just need someone to talk to, like where are they? They're nowhere to be found, but then they expect you to be the shoulder to lean on or, you know, that sense of support for them. So it's, it's very one-sided. They speak poorly about you behind your back. When you're not present, I promise you they're not saying good things about you. And like I said earlier, the two people that I was talking about, like literally that, literally that. Now I'm not saying that they're fake or toxic friends, But I'm just saying like that level of inconsistency where, you know, on social media or, you know, when you're present, they're all for you and like bestie vibes only. But then as soon as you're not around, it's a very different person that they're acting like when talking about you. Um, Like I said, there's a difference between venting like, dude, so-and-so has been really on my last fucking nerve lately and like blatantly talking shit about you to other people like exploiting your flaws or things or like using things against you behind your back or even to your face like it's just a party foul all across the board they don't celebrate with you like let's say you get a job promotion or the guy you really like or the person you really like asked you out or you know whatever whatever it may be they don't celebrate with you they're like okay cool they might not even acknowledge it they might like downplay it and it's like not even a big deal or they might try and compete with you and make it about them. They're like, oh, well, you know, I actually just like ran this 5k last week. Um, yeah. And, or whatever the fuck it is, but they're going to flip it. So the attention is back on them. It's almost very narcissistic, but they don't celebrate your successes. They don't make it about you. They don't leave the spotlight and the focus on you. That's just really fucking shitty. Honestly, The friendship is very one-sided. If you feel like you are the one always making plans, you're initiating like phone calls or text or, you know, to hang out, to do things, catch up, whatever. And I have done this in relationships in the past and with friendships is I call it like my social experiment and I will actually completely back off from them. Like I, if I notice that I'm the one always trying to make plans and, you know, initiating things, I will completely back off and see how long it takes for you to reach out to me. And it's very telling of a person and where you stand to them and your friendship when you do this. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. People go through seasons, you know, maybe they're in a low spot mentally. Maybe they're really busy with their work, family, like whatever it is. I'm not saying 
that if someone is not initiating, they're automatically fake or a bad friend. But if it's been long enough and you are always the one initiating and if it wasn't for you, you would never see this person, red flag, you need to reevaluate because that's very, very telling. If you call them out or point out their, you know, I don't want to use the word bad behavior, but like hurtful behavior and things they do or say that, you know, don't make you feel that good and they respond defensively or angrily or they even try and flip it back on you and they're like, oh, well, I do this. Well, you do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. And there's no accountability on their end. That's just not cool. It's very immature. It's a massive sign of emotional maturity. Um, I don't want to be friends with people that can't take accountability for their actions and, you know, the impact that their words and behaviors have on others. So, no, no thank you. Um, I believe that good friends should hold each other accountable. And if I'm acting like a mega bitch and just, you know, overall, like, not a good person, I expect my friends to be like, Hey dude, I've noticed this from you. I don't like it. It's not pretty. What, like, what is going on with you? Because this shit is just a party foul and no fly zone. I expect my friends to hold me accountable and vice versa. If I've noticed some shit with a friend, um, I'm going to call them out. I'm going to be like, what's going on? Like, where are you at mentally? Because shit's just, I'm noticing this. And if my friends come to me, I'm going to ask for examples. And you know what? I might respond a little defensively because like I said, I don't like when my character is called out, but if this is coming from one of my really good friends, I'm going to be like, oh, like what am I not seeing? And I'm going to take that into consideration and do some self-reflection. They're just unreliable. They're just unreliable motherfuckers. Like, like I said, when you need them, when you need someone to listen to or like to listen to you, you know, whatever the fuck it may be, they're just a very unreliable person. So those are some qualities and traits. Now what to do about it when you start to pick up on these things and you're like, "Mm, I don't know if this is, you know, a good friendship for me to be in. I don't know if this is someone that I should be friends with anymore. You got to listen to your gut. You got to trust your intuition. If you're having those feelings about someone, I think that's enough. I think that that should be your biggest telltale sign is if you're having those thoughts. Now, if you start having those thoughts, I don't, I'm not saying like cut the, cut the friendship off right then and there, like end it, done. But definitely listen to your gut and listen to yourself and be like, okay, well, why do I feel this way about this person? Like, what is it that they've done or they've said that, you know, is giving me this gut feeling and really reflect on the friendship. If this person repeatedly makes you feel bad, end it. And like, you just feel put down. They're a very draining individual why do you want someone like that in your life is my question to you guys. Why do you, why do you want to keep someone like that around? Is it because you've been friends since you were in diapers? Is it, you know, maybe because you don't have that many other friends? Like I promise you quality over quantity. I would rather cut someone off any day of the fucking week than allow someone in my space that makes me feel like shit about myself. Absolutely the fuck not. You're gone. I have no problem cutting people off. Match their energy. Stop initiating the plans. Like I said, do that little social experiment. Stop initiating, stopping the one to call, stopping the one to reach out and just see how they respond to it. If they, I actually did this with someone that I was friends with for a very long time. Unfortunately, no longer friends. And she 
it was like a couple weeks before I heard from her and it was because she needed something. Um, that right there, I was like, yeah, fuck this. Like this relationship is over. You just told me everything I need to know about how you view me and our friendship. Good luck. I really wish you well. Bye. Peace out. Just distance yourself. Now this is going to be a little tricky if you have like mutual friends and you know you're in the same friend group. This might be like a little tricky because people pick up on like awkward vibes and it's like, well, what's going on with you two? So that, that might be a little tricky and that's like a very like intricate conversation if you are in the same friend group. <sighs> yeah, that one, that one's a little, little trickier, but I have, I'll tell you what I think you should do in a minute for that one. It is on us to walk away and end toxic and draining relationships because they're not going to end it. They're probably not going to end it. So if you realize that a relationship is not serving you anymore, and I don't say that to say like, oh, well, what can I get from them? And if I'm not getting it anymore, then like, bye. No, that's fucked up. But if they're repeatedly making you feel bad and like you're sacrificing your peace for their friendship and presence, stop that. <laughs> stop it right now. That's not the energy we allow in the center sphere. <laughs> I think that's so cringy, but you know what? We're going to keep saying it. I've been around the sun enough and unfortunately I've dealt with enough fake friends to feel confident in saying that they're probably not going to change. And if you like bring up their behavior, they're probably just going to blame and attack you and flip it back on you and make you feel even worse. There's exceptions to everything. There are exceptions to absolutely everything. But for the most part, they're not going to change. And ultimately, it is on you to ask yourself, is this relationship, and this is going into how to actually end the friendship. It is on you to really sit back and say, is this friendship worth, you know, trying to salvage and talk through things and point out like what it is that they do that's hurtful? Or should I just, you know, go ahead and cut my losses, protect my peace, save my energy and, and move on? And that's, that's a question that only you can answer. That's something that, you know... I can't answer for you, but that is my advice is to really weigh out like, is this even worth it? Because I think sometimes as human beings, and I don't know if it's more of a female thing because, you know, we're just more biologically like emotional creatures is what people say. Men are too. Don't come for me. But I don't know if it's more of a female thing that like we need that sense of closure. And it's like, if we don't have a conversation and like talk things out, then we don't have that closure. I don't know, but don't, don't feel like you have to have a conversation and like formally end it. Like you're breaking up because you don't, <laughs> you just, you don't slowly distance yourselves. Another way to end it. Like I said, like just stop initiating things, let them show you where you stand with them because I promise they will. And they will do it loudly. Like you will know, you will absolutely know where you stand with them. Literally just tell them the friendship's over. I don't care if you send them a text, you see them in person, whatever. I don't think you need to like meet up at a coffee shop or do anything like that's just really weird to me. Like, but just say like, hey, you know, like I've put a lot of thought into this. I don't think that this is a relationship worth having anymore. I really wish you well, but I am going to have to cut this off for my well-being. That's completely up to you. Those are some options. I'm all for the slowly distancing approach. Um... If you're not a confrontational person, personally, I am. <laughs> but in these situations, I just don't think it's worth it. 
But especially if you're a non-confrontational person, definitely just slowly start distancing yourself. Like, stop making the plans, stop initiating things. And like I said, they're going to tell you where you stand, like, via their actions. You're going to know. You're not going to not have the clarity. I want to, like, make some key points. Going back to, actually, I don't know if I said this, but with the qualities and traits, if they don't make an effort to know you on a personal, deeper level, and, like, everything is just really superficial, that's kind of telling but not all of your friends need to be like your BFF, like have these super deep friendships. Sometimes you just have like, you know, the office friend or the work friend that you are like besties with. And then outside of work, you just don't really talk or hang out. You have the, you know, sometimes there's something wrong with fair weather friends. If you just, you know, want to go hang out, enjoy the weather or whatever, and like sit outside, grab a drink, whatever, like there's nothing wrong with that. You have the friends that are just down to your go out with, you know, not every single friendship that you have has to be this like really deep intimate connection type person and that's fine that's totally fine but it's just a matter of like is this a positive friendship of you know to whatever level that you know them on you don't owe anyone your presence you're I started doing this after one of my exes and I broke up is I started looking at my presence my time my energy as a privilege and not a right and that no one is entitled to me and my time and my energy and it is a privilege that can very quickly be revoked you can lose that privilege you can lose that you know like my time and myself like I'm a gift and I will very quickly return it (laughs) and it's really changed the way that I see myself in relationships and how I interact with people is I started valuing myself and my time a hell of a lot more than I ever have And that's been really key because literally no one on this planet is worth sacrificing your peace for no matter who they are, how long you've been friends for. I think that's another reason why people keep fake friends around way longer than they should is it's because you've known each other since you were in diapers or you've gone through so much together. And that definitely does make it harder to cut off the friendships if you have that like bond with one another. But That's not enough to keep someone around who does not make you feel good about yourself, who doesn't, you know, add more than they subtract from your life. It's just, it's not worth it. Like nothing is worth sacrificing your inner peace for. Nothing and no one. And I will stand by that. There's an analogy that I don't know if it's the ADHD or it's my inner child or what it is about me and my subconscious, but really, really simple metaphors help me understand life concepts so much better. And so this is what I call the garden analogy is think of your life as a garden. Okay. So you start off with, you know, just the soil. It's up to you to figure out what you want your garden to look like and what kind of plants you're going to have in it. And, you know, plants are metaphorical for, for people. And if you're going to have you know, what, what kind of plants that you're going to have. And so you might have, you know, this flower over here that you all need to water like once a month or whatever. And like, it just grows beautifully. Like you might have the friendships where you don't talk every day or that regularly, but every time you do, it's like no time passed. And like, that's totally fine. That's how one of me and my best friends, Lauren were for a really long time. Like we just wouldn't speak for like even months at a time, but you know, we were still hella tight. So that's, that's okay. You might have the plants that need, you know, watering once a week or a couple times a week, just, you know, but sometimes that plant might change and you can go to watering it every like two weeks or whatever. And I don't know if this is making sense to anybody, but it makes sense to me. 
And I personally, I don't want weeds in my garden. I don't want snakes. I don't want rats. I don't want pesticides. And so I have to really evaluate the relationships that I have in my life. And I'm like, okay, are you helping me grow my garden? Or are you like sabotaging it? Are you killing the plants? And the plants can also be, you know, endeavors and opportunities like career goals you're pursuing or any kind of goals you're pursuing. And it's like, are you sabotaging like my plants over here in the goals section of my garden? Are you like, and then in the middle is like you and like your individual and like how you want to like bloom and blossom as a person and like all this stuff. And it's like, are you like killing those plants? Like, what are you adding to my garden? Are you coming in here to like help it grow? Or are you trying to sabotage it and like kill my plants? And let's say you get a little sapling, like a new, a new friend. It's gonna potentially take a little bit of time to see is that little sapling and like two leaves, is that actually a weed that's growing in your garden and like not a good plant to have? Or is that like an oak tree sapling that's gonna, you know, really add to your garden? And I really hope this makes sense to people because it makes sense to me. But I feel like human beings have a nasty habit of like overcomplicating everything. And so really simple metaphors and like watering shit down for me literally just helps me so much. And so I, once I started viewing my life as a garden and deciding what I want it to look like, it really changed the way that I see my friendships. And like I said, it's like, I don't want things in my garden and people in my life that are going to sabotage my growth and, you know, my relationships, my goals, my opportunity, just my life in general. I want people that are, you know, like, like the bumblebees that are going to come and like fertilize my flowers and help them grow and, you know, all the, or wait. Or do they die after they do that? I don't know, but if plants and flowers die after bumblebees fertilize them, then never mind, I don't want the bees. But if they don't, then fuck yeah, I want the bees. <laughs> I don't I don't know, I don't know how that works. But it's like, I want the butterflies, and I want the pretty flowers, and you know, I want my garden to flourish, and if I notice something in my garden, and someone or something in my life that is preventing my garden from growing and flourishing then like I'm gonna get you the fuck out of my garden ASAP no Rocky because nothing and no one is worth sacrificing my garden and my life and my peace and my mental health my well-being all the things it's it's just it's just not like there's nothing that I can think of that's worth that and I feel like some people might be listening and thinking that I might have sounded a little hypocritical this episode or like contradicted myself but like when I was talking about <laughs> the people earlier and how I was, you know, kind of low-key definitely talking shit. I never said that I took my own advice. I'm just trying to. But, oh, let me read you guys this text that my friend sent me. Because I texted her about, you know, everything, everything that was going on when all the shit went down and, you know she sent me something. Let me find it. Oh, here it is. I think you are elevating to the next stage of your personal growth and are operating on a higher frequency. And some people naturally are not going to take that journey with you as much as it sucks. This is not a you thing. And I think that's another point that I want to make clear is that sometimes you're going to outgrow people in your life. And sometimes that really hurts because it's people that you didn't think that you were going to outgrow and friend breakups fucking hurt. Like friend breakups, I think sometimes depending on like how long you've been friends and like the level of friendship that you actually had. Sometimes I feel like they're fucking worse than like significant other breakups. I really do. Friend breakups hurt, but you know, 
it's like when you're growing up, you're going to outgrow clothes and shoes and things. And I'm not trying to like compare people to shoes and like clothes because I feel like that's just a little rude. But I mean, you outgrow your clothes. You're going to outgrow people and places and things. And you know, that's just a part of life. That's literally just a circle of life and how, how the cookie crumbles. And it's really hard to accept that personally. Oh, this is the last point I have. You need to reflect on yourself when you find yourself in a fake friend relationship because it's like, are you contributing to any of the toxicity? Do you have any responsibility? Like, what are you responsible for? You know, are you being petty? Are you contributing to it? Like, what are you doing, if anything? I'm not saying that if you find yourself in a relationship with a fake person that it's somehow your fault. But once again, it just goes back to that accountability aspect I was talking about earlier. And it's like, if you don't reflect on yourself as a person and try and apply situations and things that you go through to how you can become a better person. I just think that's a really immature way of going through life. Is it a Henry? Is it a Henry, baby? It is. Come here. No, 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 no. Don't step on the laptop. Lay down. No, no, no. Good boy. My roommate's a dog. Oh, big dog. I have this like white blanket on my bed and he fucking loves it. I have this like white rug in my room too that he really likes. He loves blankets and rugs and it's a Henry baby. I don't start my new job for a couple days. So we, him and I, are, we're having some roommate days and we're just, you know, hanging out, doing the snugs, all the things. Henry baby, you're the best podcast guest ever. Best podcast guest ever. Do you have anything to say? No? Okay. <laughs> but I I hope this episode helped at least one person. Maybe you've been struggling with fake people in your life or, you know, trying to identify, like, is this person a good person to be friends with for me? Or, ooh, if they're talking shit about other people that are their quote-unquote friends to you, they're definitely talking shit about you behind your back because it's like, oh, well, what do you say about me when I'm not there? Anyways, wrapping it up. I hope this helped, you know, at least just one person, you know, maybe this gave you some clarity on some friends, maybe, you know, just hearing about what I've been going through made you feel better about your life. (laughs) I don't know. But thank you guys for listening. I appreciate all of you. Maybe I'll do like a part two if y'all want it or like toxic relationship episode is definitely coming. That one has been a work in progress for a hot minute now, but I will see you guys next week. This is like my therapy. Like this podcast is seriously like an outlet for me. So thank you guys for being my outlet. Have a good week. Be kind. Be fucking kind to others. That's my party message. And then I'm going to shut the fuck up and end the episode. But be kind to others. Don't be a shit person. Don't be a shit friend. Just be a good person because what you give the universe is what it's going to give you right the fuck back. So be a good person. Okay, bye. Love you.